whether it's a company that has a billion dollars or a small numbered company owned by a wealthier individual that has $10 million, what's the difference? Right. What's the difference? All right, don't worry about it, because here we go. Episode 137 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. I'm Ariel. He's Adrian. Today, I like the we're energy, talking the enthusiasm. a like developer. It's, it's hot topic in real estate news. A condo developer uh, has decided to invest a billion dollars in buying single-family residences across the country and using them as rental properties. It says, and it says actually in Ontario. Is it in it, Ontario? It does say it in Ontario. Toronto developer buying hundreds of detached houses, so whether or not that's accurate, but specifically says detached houses in Ontario with plans of renting them and profiting off the housing crisis ripping across the country. Right. So, so if the billion dollars is going to be spent in Ontario, that's fine across the country, whatever. It's a billion dollars. Yes. Well, that's a lot of money. So they're, uh, they're, um, I'm just reading the article. Um, it's an unproven business model in Canada. So they're, they're testing out the waters. Okay. Yeah. In terms of that stature, a billion dollars. So this, this yeah, I wonder if they massive, need a management company. <laughs> <laughs> this massive development group, uh, previously, were just building condos, like high-rise condo buildings. And now I've decided to take a sizable portion of their holdings and invest it in single-family residences. And what they are actually doing... It's quite interesting because I, I I dug into it a little bit because it's been all over the news over the last couple of weeks, and they're they're doing things like renovating and finishing the basements to create multi yes rentable spaces, not necessarily multi residential like a duplex or anything, but uh, accessory apartments. And in many municipalities, it must be. You can't do that with townhouses, like in Milton, as an example. Correct. It has to be detached or a, a link home where no shared living spaces are connected. Um, which is interesting because every, every municipality is different, though. Yes, like. absolutely. Um, but that's interesting too. Just on a side, as an aside, the uh, there's you see a lot of townhouses with basement rentals publicly listed on Realtor.ca. Those aren't permitted yes. oh. yeah well, a lot of rentals in the province and probably in the country are not permitted yes correct i wonder if the town actually monitors listings to see who's got an illegal basement apartment i remember at some point in hamilton they were cracking down on it yeah if not still so the the topic really Heard a whole lot of interest in the rage the online world mostly from like there's a lot of comments right like consumers and individuals just commenting on some of the articles this one was published in the globe and mail that we were referring to but um that picked up across quite a few different 
mediums. Um, people feel like they're disgusted by the fact that this massive group is going to take a billion dollars and just buy up a ton of property and then rent them out. And part of the reasoning is because the shortage of supply, like we're still in a seller's market. Seller's market is when the inventory of homes is lower than the demand. And, um, you know, we're still seeing homes sell very quickly and not being replenished back on the market. So it's still a seller's market. And now these people with big, deep pockets are coming along and buying homes in multiple offer situations. And they've got the cash, right? Like to get to put an extra $30,000, dollars $50,000 on a five, $600,000 home for them still might be a reasonable investment. Whereas a average income family trying to purchase that home and in the same multiple offer on the property, you know, they can't do that. So the, the homes are being, you know, snatched out of the hands, so to speak. Well, that's, of, uh, that's, that's what they think will happen. You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're going to go ridiculously high. No, the numbers, the numbers really still have to line up for them for it to make sense. Yes. But here's the thing. Whether it's a company that has a billion dollars or a small numbered company owned by a wealthier individual that has $10 million, what's the difference? Right. What's the difference? Quite honestly, I'd rather the landlord have more properties because they probably have more infrastructure and you, you know, you probably have more contacts and things like that in case of a problem. Uh, if they're doing renovations and making an accessory apartment, they're more likely to have the proper, um, you know, the proper finishes to, to ask whatever bylaws and inspections are required uh, for those living or those dwellings. Um, so I don't know. It, it, to me, well, there's, there's lots of debate actually with it because people are saying, you know, there's already fuel on the fire in this housing market. And now they're adding to it, right? Like how it's going to help drive prices up even more. Well, and then some people are like, well, the price, the market's already overheated. Why, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's interesting because going. you get some people who say, oh, the market's, now there's you talking about the whole bubble bursting and all of that and people who are holding off and waiting. And we had that conversation in one of our last podcasts and, you know, this is just, it goes to, um, support our thoughts on the market, not being overinflated and not being in the midst of bursting. If you've got a corporation that's comfortable investing a billion dollars in single family detached homes in the province, you know, one would think they did a lot of work uh, analyzing the market conditions to ensure that that was a, a worthwhile investment. Right. So it just goes to show that there's, well, here's what's interesting. They've started buying properties in Kingston, which I have said for, little while now that it's piqued my interest, Kingston and Ottawa. Uh, so they're buying properties in Kingston, St. Catharines, 
London, Barrie, Hamilton, Peterborough, and Cambridge, and will soon start buying in Guelph. So All these the are Americans. a lot of the areas that we said are, are and, and it's basically, if you look at the GTA and take these areas, it's everything just outside of the GTA. Yeah. I wonder what their average buy price, they're detached probably in those areas, maybe around seven, 700, something like that. Yeah, maybe even a bit less, but I think the average, uh, let's see, they mentioned some figures. So an interesting thing there, because, you know, the uh, one market that is not being served satisfactorily, like we don't have enough rentals, right? So, right. So this will add potentially, you know, based on $700,000 average purchase price, if they're spending a billion dollars, they're going to be in the range of about 1,400 homes, hypothetically. And let's say half of those, they convert to have an accessory apartment. They get another 700. So you have 2,100 new units to rent in the province. Those are big numbers. That's a big influx of rental properties. So here's the, first of all, there are big companies, big groups that have done this in the United States for many, many, many years. Many years. It's, it's, it's an investment for them. Uh, it's a relatively stable investment because even if the home prices fluctuate, the rental market is still there, especially like if you look at Ontario, I think it's a brilliant decision for them. Well, and they're not doing it to flip it in a year. They're sitting on this for potentially decades. They're a big organization. They're thinking long-term. And, they, you know, quite honestly, they are now going to provide affordable housing. Yeah which there isn't enough of. There are going to be more people needing rental properties. We've talked about it, whether it's they can't afford the down payment, whether it's that's their preference. Maybe they're relocating and don't want to buy yet. Um, maybe they're new immigrants, don't have credit yet. Um, there's so many variables and there's not enough supply on the rental market to provide it to provide housing for all these people. Yeah. And that's why we've seen the rental market get into multiple offers. And, and you know, the condo I had on the market the other week, multiple offers and, and you know, a seemingly perfect tenant within a day, day and a half, yeah. gone. Yeah. Over asking. Yeah. On a rental. So, you know, I, I, I think from their standpoint, it's a, it's a brilliant decision. I don't think anybody should be upset at it. I think... It happens anyways, just on a smaller scale. Like you've got all these well, smaller numbers. Individual investors, you know, you're competing against yeah. people that are buying it for that purpose all the time. It's just one well, additional and, person and, and, doing and it. And you've got, yeah, you've got people getting together with friends or colleagues or whatever and buying properties. Yeah. Um, so it just happens on a different scale. And this has happened, like I said, in the United States for many, many years throughout many of the states um you know the larger states and it hasn't we haven't seen it at this scale in the province of ontario well, and that's why i think it's think of the creating. economic uh the positive effect it'll have on the economy 
<clears throat> because if they're, if they're buying that many properties, now they're employing, or maybe they have their own uh, their own property management company, if not multiple, because that's a lot of properties. They are going to be providing a ton of work to contractors to get these properties ready and maintained. Um, if there are so all many the supplies, all the supplies the, required for, yeah. for all of that, yes. all of the lawyers, the accountants, uh, the realtors, um, cleaning companies, whatever. Yeah. Now, if, if I think one of the concerns people have is that they can't compete against a big company like this, which I don't believe is the case because and it sounds like you agree. They're not going to way overspend on properties. Um, but one thing you that to help with that, if people are really genuinely concerned about that, um, first of all, odds are you're not competing against them. But if you are, chances are their offers coming in under a numbered company. Okay, so if you're buying a single family home from somebody that has it as their family home, and they have your offer, and they have another offer under a corporate name, one thing you can do, hopefully to pull on the owner's heartstrings is to send a nice family photo, write a nice story, even send a family video. Because if there's any sentimental value associated with the sale of that home, they may be more inclined to sell it to the nice family opposed to the big corporate entity. Yeah. Well, then flip side of that, there's some people that just don't care and just want the no, no, eighty dollar, well, right? obviously, but I'm saying it doesn't doesn't hurt. It could it could give you it could persuade them to go one way or the other, and we've had success with that. Um, just to interject here, episode one thirty seven of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are talking about recent news of a group spending a billion dollars. A big, um, uh, they're they're a a, a group that. Typically, was, condo developers. Yeah, yeah, they were typically developing new condos, and now they've decided to shift a billion dollars of their assets to purchase single, detached homes, uh, single-family homes in in the province of Ontario. Well, that in itself is interesting because you've got a a condo developer investing in single-family. Yeah, maybe the condo market is a bit saturated. Lots of condos going around. Do you know who the, in terms of companies, who is the richest real estate holding company in the world? The richest real estate holding company. Well, the uh, a large company that holds the most yes. valuable real estate in the world. No, no, I understand what you're asking. I thought you were going to say developer. So that's why you threw me off. So I was just confirming what you were asking. Uh, the answer is no, I have no idea. I would McDonald's. Think... Oh, McDonald's. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, that makes sense. McDonald's. In terms of value. Right? Correct. Yeah. McDonald's, um, like if you have a McDonald's franchise. Have you watched you the movie? Are... I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the founder a long founder, time ago. Yeah. If um, actually I started rewatching it, not too too long ago but i fell asleep um if you own a mcdonald's franchise you are leasing the property and who owns the property mcdonald's right and they own every piece of land and every building in all of their restaurants. I can't imagine that's the case because there's, I mean, they don't own all of them because they're obviously, they don't, well, 
most certainly they don't own all of them because they're in Walmarts and stuff like that. So, but yeah, so the freestanding, most of the freestanding, right. they must own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the business they're in, not the burger business. Right. Yep. Exactly. Can you imagine? I think actually that that was a comment either in the movie or a document, a separate documentary or whatever, but um, the, the, that business evolved from making whatever 15 cent cheeseburgers and having to do it a specific way. And so like that, I love that, uh, that movie, actually, I'm going to watch it. Well, I think every, yeah, I think there was yeah, a line it, in like it. from a from a business standpoint, from an yeah. entrepreneurial standpoint, if if you pay attention to the uh, evolution of that company, but they went from trying to profit on selling food, and then realized that's that's not really where the money is long term. Yeah, um, and that's how they ended up with uh, so much real estate holding. So, anyways, I don't think anybody should be upset at this. Good for them. I mean. It's no different than um, smaller and in money investors going and buying up some property. It might it might help a lot of properties, um, like not dilapidated, but properties that are in need of TLC. Like I could see companies like this coming in, and there's lots of people buying quote unquote flips and whatever. But these guys are coming in; they're going to fix it up a little bit, create an accessory apartment. Rent out both spaces. So, well, and that would be the ideal property for them to buy because they're going to be feeding so much business to these contractors. They're going to be getting, I would think they're going to be getting a great rate. So, the return on the, the purchase would be really good. And I think, you know, it says a lot about the real estate market. So, when people talk about is the market going to crash and whatever, like we talked about two podcasts ago. Um, I think the fact that a, a big group like this going in and investing a billion dollars in the Ontario real estate market says, hey, there's there's opportunity here, right? So, so that's all I wanted to talk about today because a lot of people have been mentioning it. It's a hot topic um, on, on social. Um, yeah, if you have any questions about how a company might do this or how you might get involved with doing similar things like if you want to buy a property and create a rental property from it or multiple rentals within that property um we know how to do that we do it on a regular basis we're happy to chat with you about that and uh that's it for today episode 137 of kt confidential the real estate podcast thanks for listening make sure you like follow and subscribe and leave a comment